Welcome to the August 26, 2007 podcast of Reverend Liz and Friends at the Unitarian Universalist Church of Silver Spring. The funny thing about country music is that it came to me. There's a section of the Pennsylvania Turnpike where there is only country music on the radio. (laughs) In fact, the way this sermon goes, it'll probably give you a feeling for what it's like bouncing around between those stations as they come in and out of receivability. On the Turnpike, I tuned around in vain. It was my first time on the Turnpike, so I didn't know that was it. I tuned around in vain, and I finally settled in to make do, when to my surprise, I heard a clever song about being in church. Who sings about being in church? I guess that's a silly question, but I didn't know it then. Where I grew up, there was no country music and no Christian radio. There was a lot of rock and alternative, and there were three stations devoted to classical. Turns out, Country music sings about going to church. A whole bunch of songs, in fact, are about being in church, and more than one of them is funny, and all of them are interesting. No doubt there's some rock or pop music out there that treats the same theme. I'm saying this prophylactically now because I know one of you is going to send me an email or a phone call. (laughs) But I'm saying there's not enough of that kind of theme in that kind of music so as you'd notice. Whereas with country music, you couldn't miss it. And once I started noticing, there was a lot that I liked. Absolutely wicked licks of banjo and guitar and the way that country musicians just slice into their violins. But I was low as I could get I'd hit rock bottom ever since you up and left But this morning when I saw you The corny and sentimental side of me that is so often starved by pop culture is nourished and held by country music. I like love. I like family. I like living, I like the idea of living in a town where people know you and staying close with family and friends and living, therefore, with an identity that's clear and strong, even if somewhat constraining at times. Country music paints a lot of pictures of loving homes and generational interdependence and life that is far from the pace and anonymity of cities. I want to live where the green grass grows, watch my corn pop up in rows, every night be tucked in close to you, raise our kids where the good Lord's blessed, point our rocking chairs towards the west. Oops, that's going too far. (laughs) 
I know nothing about raising corn. You thought I meant maybe the point about the good Lord blessed? Well, I'll get to that. But in the meantime, I'll stay a little more superficial and say that speaking as a straight woman who knows many other straight women, I'm just going to mention the fact that in the world of country music, men never seem to be afraid of commitment. (laughs) More songs than I can count tell of men just as eager as they can be to pop the question and just as worried as they can be that she will say no. Country music doesn't just value love and family with all the quirks and stresses they bring. It counts them as blessings. And since I do too, I appreciate it. Dog barking at the mailman, bringing that stack of bills overdue. Good morning, baby, how are you? Got a half hour. See, you guys love that song too. You should have seen your faces. Some people were like, and other people were like, and I'm generally both when I hear it. We heard a song earlier in the service, You'll Never Leave Harlan Alive about one couple's attempt, both successful and futile, to break out of the grinding poverty and bleakness of eastern Kentucky coal mining. It is an understated psalm of life's cruelty and the slow crushing of hope and the plain valor of living on such terms. Two, the song reminds us that there are long-standing ties between country songs and folk songs and labor songs between all people who know what it is to risk and to lose. In this era, when everything happens at so many bites per second, and everyone knows that more or less a year is acceptable as a period to pull yourself together after heartbreak, I appreciate that the poets of country music honor the untimely truths of the heart and the soul and even the tragic truths that there are some things some of us don't get over and some lives that are unfair and unredeemed but not unsung. She put a man Like the burning end of a midnight cigarette She broke his heart He spent his whole life trying to forget We watched him drink his pain away A little at a time Country music is clever The way Broadway music is clever Not all the time, but then neither is Broadway. (laughs) A common contrivance is to take a line of verse and repeat it throughout a song, but develop the story between times in the verses so that the exact same line means something very different as the song evolves. And country music is courageous, the way protest songs are courageous. Loretta Lynn's The Pill 
about the advent of the birth control pill and what it changed for women got her banned from country radio for a while, though she was at that time one of its reigning queens. They weren't ready to laud anything that freed women sexually and suggested that motherhood wasn't the sole desirable summit of feminine experience back in the late 1960s. You wind me and dine me when I was your girl. Promised if I'd be your wife, you'd show me the world. But all I've seen of this old world is a bed and a doctor bill. I'm tearing down your brooder house, cause now I've got the pill. All these years I've stayed at home while you had all your fun. And every year that's gone by, another baby's come. The story behind the pill recalls the recent Dixie Chicks controversy when their lead singer criticized President Bush during our performance in London, England. The backlash and the band's unregenerate stance led to their own shunning by many country stations across the USA, and now that their new album is out, with its pointed song, Not Ready to Make Nice, the conflict continues. The new album isn't getting any airtime either, though their old songs are back on the playlists. Country radio is conservative and reactionary. As a part Jewish, New England-raised liberal, committed to civil rights and gay rights, I can't help but notice that there's not a lot of any of that (laughs) on my country station or in my country CDs. Family, love, identity. All that good stuff we've already mentioned have a lot of definitions in the country world, and the definitions aren't mine. And this brings me to what I think I have found most engaging and most important about country music, what has made it not just entertainment, but sermon material. I spend a lot of my time with all of you. I get my news from NPR. I spend my free time with friends who are, of course, like-minded. I don't actually have much to do with folks who believe and think differently from me. And that's not helpful, because part of the message and hope of our faith is that we respect differences, think we have something to learn from differences, and something to teach in the form of our respect for those differences. If our respect is only hypothetical, without actual application, then our faith has no practical form, no basis for our adherence to it as a principle, and is not a source of hope for the larger community which must find a way to coexist and learn and share with itself. Country music has challenged me to stay in dialogue with it since I heard things that made me mad or even shocked me. I still can't abide listening to some jingoistic post-9-11 songs. They make me almost ill, and I have to switch away before the steam actually starts to pour out of my ears. Our national treasure, Willie Nelson, recently partnered with country star Toby Keith on a song, Beer for My Horses, which at worst 
can be construed as a pan to vigilantism and lynching, and at best as a tribute to violent justice. Somebody blew up a building Somebody stole a car Somebody got away Somebody didn't get too far Yeah They didn't get too far Grandpappy told my pappy Back in my day, son A man had to answer For the wicked that he done Take all the rope in Texas Find a tall old tree Round up all of them bad boys Hang them high in the street For all the people to see That justice is the one thing You should always find You gotta saddle up your boys You gotta draw a hard line When the gun smoke settles We'll sing a victory tune And we'll all meet back At the local saloon We'll raise up our glasses against evil forces Singing whiskey for my men, beer for my horses The easy thing for me is to say that's a bad song. Insensitive to all kinds of race and justice issues and condemn it along with its singers. The much harder thing to say is that a lot of people in this country love that song. It's a big hit song. And what does it say to them? And what are they feeling? And how can we share this country feeling as we do when our understandings are so disparate? It's hard. But it's not that hard. It's only as hard as tuning in our radio and listening. Listening for the difference. And listening for the sameness. We won't agree about what defines a family. But we certainly agree about what's precious in a family. And music is a good medium for our practice because one sort of meta gift that music affords us beyond itself is that music often somehow gives us more expressive latitude. What I mean by that is that in worship, for example, we sing beloved music and in it we articulate ideas and beliefs as if they were certain to us when they're actually not certain or not as certain as they used to be. We sing of what we wish were so, as if it actually is so. We sing what we actually cannot speak or would not speak. For me, country music builds on that expressive latitude. I listen to ideas and beliefs sung that, frankly, I could not hear spoken. And this keeps me listening and in a kind of dialogue with ways and people that I don't usually encounter and can't generally debate. 
and it also gives me a sense, perhaps still very flawed, but greater than what I had, of where they are coming from and why, and how I and my kind look to them and why. And that is where I believe hope lies. Hope always lies in human interactions and perceptions because generally, if enough extended, they generate connections. Bits of sameness that we can cling to even in seas of difference. This is the way the most unlikely friendships form. It is the way some love begins. It is the foundation of coalitions and of diplomatic agreements. The insight into mutuality, shared experience or understanding or concern, and I believe it exists more often than we know if only we can stay in communication long enough to find it. I don't mind talking about the good Lord if that is the term that works for someone else someone else's definition of the most high, of the divinity, of what is sacred, of God. Frequently, when I'm talking to you, I throw out all those terms and more because we have a lot of those dialogic challenges right here in our congregation. Our faith proposes that we all gain more from striving to understand one another than from merely restating our own established truths. And so country music, its songs its politics, and its listeners who call in are not all one anything and can't truly all be lumped together with any kind of accuracy, but there are certainly trends, and the trends mostly aren't the same as in our faith community, and that gives us a lot to understand, a lot to learn, a lot of room to search for what sameness we can cling to in a sea of difference. The country music song for the year 2001 was a 9-11 song. It was called, Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning? The song does exactly what Unitarian Universalism strives to do. It asks questions throughout. Where were you? What did you do? And though the many answers it, the many answers that you hear in the song might generate your own implicit judgment. Indeed, I think it's almost impossible to hear the song without thinking, yes, no, yes, yes, no. (laughs) The song never goes there. It continues with the litany. Every possible answer is offered, acknowledged, along with the, the author's own humble admission that he doesn't really know a lot about some of the issues and places involved. And the chorus turns to faith and gently reminds that Jesus taught love. I have always been proud of the value our faith attaches to difference and to welcoming difference. Increasingly, I am tired of the lack of practice among us Unitarian Universalists and in myself. I'm tired of the quick judgment expressed when someone steps on our toes because they don't know or agree with our principles or ideas or initiatives. I like being stretched by country music and being forced to listen with things I sometimes disagree with. I like trying to keep liking one song by a singer after I've had a tough time with another of their songs. 
It is excellent practice for living in the here and now. I don't wish to live in a small utopia where everyone is just like me. I love America, and I wish to live in America, and I wish to understand my people, and I wish to be a bridge builder among them. And my faith supports me in that. And so does country music. If we do this, if we listen and if we hear and if we sing ourselves and are listened to and heard, what will result in the end is a new song. Perhaps one such as to fulfill Psalm 96, a new song for all the earth, blessing, telling of salvation, declaring glory and marvelous works among all the peoples, such as makes heavens glad and the earth to rejoice, the sea to roar, the field to exult, and everything in it. Then will the earth be charged everywhere with sacredness. I can't imagine what that song will be. But I pray I will hear it, or at least its precursor. Perhaps I have heard some of its ancestors already, influenced not only by labor and folk and country music, but also by civil rights songs and gay and lesbian music and Jewish folk tunes and Arab ethnic tunes and on and on. Many of these already sound the same, and that's no accident. We are all one. Music knows that. And one day, new songs will reflect that lesson and teach it to us anew. In the meantime, I am grateful for country music, for all that it sings that is precious to me, and all that it sings that I must understand in order to live my faith. Amen.